Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here today with Myra Simmons. Myra Simmons is the Coding Improvement Coordinator for ANOVA. She has a lot of different credentials with the AAPC, as well as the American Institute of Healthcare Compliance. She is from the D.C. area, but originally is from my neck of the woods. So, Myra, thank you for agreeing to come on and do a video podcast with me today. Thank you. So, I want you to take me back to your pre-medical coding days. So tell me what your life was like before you got into medical coding and then what transpired that got you into medical coding and it changed like your entire trajectory of your career. Well, before I became a medical coder, I went to LPN school to become a licensed practical nurse. I felt as though that was my ambition. I wanted to help people. And I found because my mother was sick Mm. and um, and no one could understand completely what was going on as far as when the doctors were telling us what her condition. No, none of us really understood what was going on. So I said, I'm going to become a nurse. Um, And um, I found out not long into it that sticking needles, drawing blood, that wasn't for me. Yeah. And so um, I graduated, I got my LPN license and did all those things, but I never really felt um, complete. Mm. Um, I felt like this wasn't quite it. Um, And so I was here in the DC area. I was working at GW. Um, Then I went to Georgetown um, uh, and I was working as a referral assistant And they said, we want to train people to become a coder. I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, here I am. And so um, they brought someone in for a year that was teaching us coding. And it started to click back with what I learned for LPN, the medical terminology, the anatomy, those things. I was like, okay, I'm seeing a better way to use this information. Right. And so I was picked um, and um, to get this free training. So I've never paid for any of my education. Never. You know, that's funny because that is one of the similar things that happened to me. I mean, my extra certifications I paid for, but I went to Reading Community College and signed up and then wound up getting one of those state workforce improvement grants, paid for that whole schooling. And then I went to Reading Hospital and they said, we need a bunch of coders. You know, as long as you pass this certification, mm-hmm. we'll pay for it for you. And I paid whatever it was for the instructor to come. And then I passed my exam and I got reimbursed for all of that. So I think that's an excellent tip for people who are like, mm-hmm. how do I get started? And I need to, I don't have a lot of money. I'm like, go mm-hmm. work somewhere in the hospital right. because they will likely have some kind of reimbursement that you could sign up for. And I'm telling you, it has been very educational for me. It's been very beneficial for me because I was not financially in a position to be able to, to afford and to do those things. And, um, and that opened the door and it gave me my, this is what I'm supposed to do. I had my aha moment that I was like, this is it right here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was able to I was like, wow, I can put all the pieces of the puzzles together and come out with 
uh, a solution. And that made me um, just feel so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And the first time I took the test, I didn't pass. Um, And I was like, I'm going to do this. I couldn't afford, I'm telling my age, I couldn't afford the $200 to take the exam. And, um, and so I worked hard and, and I was able to get it together. And when I passed that second time, I was like, I'm on it right now. This is it. This is it. And it has been 20 plus years, um, you know, for that. And I have seen so many different things, people investing in me, believing in me, encouraging me. Um, and, um, cause you know, I was homeless when I was here in DC, I got pregnant. I was living on the streets of DC. That's what I heard. That's what I, I've seen the, the snippets. I've seen the, here's Myra Simmons. She went from being on the streets of DC to being a medical coder and doing all these great things. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, a bunch of stuff happened in between there. I need to find out what happened. Yeah. I was, I was homeless. I had a son. I wasn't married, you know, and, you know, and life was hard. And we're talking about DC. I'm from Reading. Okay. Okay. I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania. And so DC, um, you know, just not able to make ends meet and what have you. And someone looked and said, there's more to you than what I see, Myra. And, um, I couldn't believe it. And, invested in me and life changed. And, um, and so that's why I'm so adamant. I'm driven. I'm so passionate that I have to help other people. And, um, because someone believed in me and helped me and got me off the streets. And so that's what I do for, I teach a lot of, um, programs here in DC, UDC that caters to people that are homeless. That's what I do. And I get my greatest satisfaction (laughs) in being able to help change the lives of other people. So that's why I say it's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah. You know, and so I just, I feel like I am, if, if you would give me a sign and let me <laughs> be on the streets and say, hey, this is what you need to do. It changed me and it changed you. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. So you've mentioned in the past that you view medical coding not just as your career, but as your lifestyle. So can you kind of elaborate about that? You know, it's funny because I can't watch the news. I can't read a magazine, read the newspaper, or even sitting on the train hearing someone talk. If they mention anything about any type of sickness, my mind automatically goes into what are the signs and symptoms? (laughs) Um, You know, what are the comorbidities? What, what is the disease process? What body organ system is affected by that. What, what, what level is that office visit? If that patient comes, <laughs> they charge you what? And my mind automatically clicks and it makes sense. Right. You know, it makes sense. And so that's something that's every single day that something just engages that. And it's just, and it, it, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed now I can say, okay, yeah, I know exactly what that is. Okay. Gastroenteritis. Okay. I know nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, you know, I know signs and symptoms to a definitive diagnosis is, you know, it's, yeah. I know these things. Yeah. And it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day about they were asking about how, like, how do you know 
what the signs and symptoms are of each disease. Like you can't just memorize all of them. And I'm like, well, you kind of learn as you go. You find something in an operative report and you go, oh, I don't know what that is. You know, let me Google it. And then you kind of try to remember a couple for next time. And as you continue doing it, you'll start to remember mm-hmm. more and more and more. And if not, you know, you can always, you can, there's always a search engine yeah, that you could use. You know, that's right. right. <laughs> um, so having a career as an auditor, a coding director, instructor, what are some of the key lessons that you learned that you wish you had known starting out? Three points. Learn, understand, and application. There's a difference in all of them. In school, you know, you got to memorize, you got to do this because you got to test. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you learned it. It doesn't mean that you understand what it is that you cram to learn. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you're never able to apply it. So I think it's very important that you know the difference between learning a subject matter. Right. Understanding what it is that you're learning and then being able to apply what it is. And I wish I would have known that. Or understood that (laughs) better before I started in this and just in school, period. Mm -hmm. And it takes the struggle, takes the frustration out of it because I know, hey, I'm learning this and I'm still I'm still learning. And that's what I tell my students. It's okay. You're just learning. Once you understand what you learn. Hey, you're cooking with grease. Right. And I think, I think when you're looking at the big picture and the long game, that's what's going to help you out. You know, we focus a lot on, of course, passing the exam because Mm -hmm. that's one of our big first hurdles Mm -hmm. we have to get through is pass that exam. But I think sometimes people focus too much on what do I need to know to kind of almost trick through the exam? Like, how do I, you know, and, and we, it's beneficial to know the process of elimination and how to, navigate those exam strategies. But when we're talking about the longevity in your career, you need to know how to do the practical application. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I have some viewers that struggle with motivation, you know, especially when they hit evaluation and management, cardiology, those are the (laughs) the big chapters, right? That everyone's like, I'm I'm ready to throw in the towel. Like I've got one string left to go. Do you have any tips on staying motivated during those challenging moments during the learning process? It's funny because guess what chapter my students are on? (laughs) They're on cardiovascular. And so they're like, this is, (laughs) they they told me the other night, no, this this is not it. No, but this is what I said to them. For every organ system that you're going or any subject that you're dealing with, Learn the anatomy of it, mm-hmm. how the pieces work right. together, right. and it'll keep you intrigued. Hey, red is for arteries, blue is for veins. I'm visual, so I've yeah. got to see it. Yeah, And it'll help you put those pieces together, and it's like, okay, I got it, I got it, but me learning the anatomy and why does this have to go with that for em i hate 
Ooh, did I say that? <laughs> I hate B&M because I've always been a surgical coder. Mm. So the emphasis has not been so much on E&M. But this is something I had to teach myself. This is a question that I ask. Why were they here? And what's being treated today. Right. Right. And that helped me that I'm looking at this note. Oh, oh, please give me a break. (laughs) But at the end, why were they here? What was being treated today? Right. right. And that helps me help the students. It helps keep me motivated and intrigued and Mm -hmm. keep going. If I just ask that simple question, why were they here? Huh. Get rid of all the other fluff, fluff. Okay, right? <laughs> all that note blow. Get, well, get, get out of get, here. Get all that. Get rid of all that. Why were you here? Hey, Miss Smith, why did you come today? Okay. <laughs> and what was treated today? And that'll help you to eliminate what you don't need to weigh so heavy on. Right. And it'll keep you motivated. Right. Because you'll be, re- when she, once you get it, you're rewarding yourself. Like, I got that. Right? <laughs> so, uh, the, a- the AEPC has all of their local chapters, and you've been involved probably with a couple of different chapters, mm-hmm. right? How has working with the local chapters elevated your career, and do you think it can do the same for others? Yes, I think that everyone ought to get in a local chapter. Um, I think the the value of the networking the person that's sitting next to you and what they bring to the table gives you an opportunity of what you may not know or understand completely. It gives you the opportunity to grow. I know for myself, people find this very hard to believe. I have never been one that likes to be up front doing talking. I know <laughs> I laugh, right? But it has been in these types of atmospheres that has encouraged me that I can speak as I have to talk to the doctors right. and everyone. So I think that it is uh, the local chapters is a great place for you, one, to build your confidence. Hey, get a buddy that you can ask, hey, I'm not quite sure. Can you help me with this? Um, so I think it, it has helped me um, to become a better communicator. Yeah. It has helped me to come out of my box. It has helped me to know that I need, it's okay if I don't know. Yeah. And I can ask for help. And it's, can I say, it's a safe place. It is. It's a safe place that you can um, be yourself and you can grow. And it has been very, very, very beneficial to me. Yeah. And I think one of the great things about local chapters is you don't have to be an expert in coding, practice management, billing. Just show up and and show that you're part of the team, mm-hmm. that you want to be part of this community. I have a girl that was in my chapter that was so good at helping out with like making decorations for the chapter. She made us little AAPC colored pretzel rods the one year to give out at our chapter seminar. And if she ever called me with a coding question, I'd be like, let me drop everything, help you out. Because she, I know that she does the same for others, that she helps everyone else out. So finally, I want to know, What is next for your career and do you have any plans or goals that you're excited about? Well, what is next for me? I have everything on, have all these certifications on the physician side. Mm -hmm. I 
must before I end <laughs> <laughs> my coding education, I must obtain my CCS because I mm. want to have the full picture. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I'm currently studying for so that I can be proficient on both sides yeah. of the field. And it's challenging me. And for me, I have to stay challenged. Right. And so it is challenging because at PCS and you're used to CPT. Wait a minute. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's challenging. And so that's something that I'm looking forward to. Not, I don't even know if I'll go into and really even use that because, mm-hmm. you know, my goal is to retire uh, <laughs> uh, in a couple of years and then go full throttle into the coding, the teaching, the um, um, counseling, the instructing, those types of things that I do um, in the practices with the doctors, that is what I want to do. And so um, I teach now. I thoroughly enjoy um, teaching. If I could teach hint all day and not work, <laughs> I probably would. But um, those are the things that I really want to do. Um, I feel as though I'm good at that, yeah. you know, and, and it has been very rewarding t- for me. And, um, you know, that's what I want to do. As well as grow my vegetables and have a farm, right? Because <laughs> you have to have some hobbies. Right. It can't right. all be medical. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, that's amazing, Myra. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. It was great learning your backstory and learning more about your passion in medical coding. I think all of my viewers are going to be able to feel that passion through the video and the audio as well. So it was great having you. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.